It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's episode number 348. Uh, I like to call this episode, How Expensive Is It When Your Website Gets Hacked by the Russians? Answer, really expensive. Is that what happened? Is it got hacked? Oh my gosh. What a week. And you can't not have your uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints themed show, podcast, community, not live for general conference. So you end up just going, all right. How much? Perfect. Yeah, I'll pay that much. You bet. You bet. Was it like a ransom we had to pay to a hacker? No, I or... wish. I wish it was something dramatic like that, and then I could be like, I'm Liam Neeson. I'll find you, and I'll kill you. <laughs> but really, it was just like, I don't really understand what's going on. What? Okay. More? All right, take more money, people that need to clean this up. It was bad. Bad. Wow. To the point that like Gosh. you couldn't find uh, the show on iTunes or Google. They went, we're not touching that. That looks like a virus. Don't let that in our servers. Wow. Yeah, pretty bad. Brother Kyle, good to see you. Good uh, to see you. Uh, I'm, excited to, I'm, I'm excited to have you uh, here before we go into this general conference weekend. Are you watching it or are you going out and partying? Uh. Well, I'll, I'll watch, I'll listen Sunday. Okay. And then Saturday. So it's funny, the same thing last year. Uh, we had a mountain bike race canceled and rescheduled to another week. Uh-huh. And, it, and it was this week that uh-huh. we had this practice at this certain venue. And I remember it very specifically, or um, uh, in, in the past here, we were practicing at this venue during morning Saturday conference. Uh-huh. And they announced two-hour church. Uh-huh. And and everyone like popped a wheelie on their bike. Y- yes. Thing. Yes. They, all the all the boys are like yeah, and all the girls and all the girls. If we're gonna make generalized statements, are like I don't know. We should maybe consider the consequences of these. You're things. exactly sure. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, so you got the big you got the big bike thing. Will you watch it with your family? Do you have your son this weekend? Will uh, you guys watch it every, together? every weekend? But he won't. He no. won't. He doesn't nope. watch it. No. Nope. Doesn't like it. No. Nope. Falls asleep. Uh, it just doesn't isn't around for it. Oh, okay. Go do something else. And I usually listen. I actually like to listen more yeah. than I like to watch. How come? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I it seems like I can concentrate better. Like if I'm on a nice drive, sure, or a bike ride, and will I will you just do that? Listen. Then will you do that? Go for a nice bike ride or drive and listen. Yeah, and and sometimes I actually prefer to listen to it later when I'm on a long bike ride. It's like, all right, I got four hours to kill. I just want to listen to it, and it's. And then just knock it out. Yeah. I, you know, I have an interesting approach at it. I, uh, like, I'll catch as much as I can this weekend. But the times that I've really gotten the most out of General Conference is when I uh, take the magazine. I know, I'm old school. They're these paper things, kids. Uh huh. And then I'll flip on, uh, like, the LDS app, which is now called something else because we can't call it LDS. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll flip that on, go to one of the talks, and then, you know, you kind of download it. It comes brighter on your app. And then I'll listen to one of those as I'm reading the magazine. And I'll kind of, like, underline or underscore things or, you know, circle a paragraph that I like a good story out of. And then I'll kind of check it off. Like, uh, I need to go back and listen to all of them. So I'll check that one off. And then the next time I'll look at another talk and kind of go through it. So that's sometimes how I consume conference as well. Yeah. I Different, uh, different people like you and I each do it different, yeah. uh, and it's different than most people. I don't like when because I think I don't watch it because I was forced as a kid to sit down and watch it. You will sit down and enjoy this, yeah, or at the very I least didn't. sit down. It's terrible, <laughs> yes, it's awful. But did, but did the uh, did the uh, Kyle family growing up? Did you guys have like? 
Because it seems to me, in what little I know about your mom, that she would do, like, it would be French toast Saturday morning with a spectacle of rolls for Saturday afternoon. We didn't have money for French toast. Oh, okay, okay. okay. No. We had either toast or we had French, not both. (laughs) Not eggs and bread. Is that what French is? I'm not kidding either. Is that what French is? Yes. French is the egg, toast is the bread. Which would you like? We can't afford, we can't possibly afford both of them. No, we had bulk Cheerios or uh, oatmeal. Okay. You know, pretty much the same on the weekend. We didn't have like a special breakfast board or anything like that. No. Did you, um, but you were forced to watch it. Yeah. And I see, it's, so, it's so funny to me because like, uh, like my mom, not uh, really in my in my later teen years, not, you know, active, certainly, but not even a proponent of the church. And so I caught I caught really big onto like the social gatherings of general conference. Yeah. And then when I served my mission, it was still in such a way that like we hadn't really figured the Internet out for general conference. And so you would still for a lot of those sessions, you would get together at the church and you would bring you know, food and, and everyone would hang out together. And it was a great time to be able to be with other members of the church and, and, and celebrate that way. So I think I would have liked that. Yeah. Those are my, those are my favorite memories of it. And now, you know, everyone goes to the confines of their own home and their own church worship. And it's like, don't talk to me. You don't know if I'm doing this or not. I I wish I would have. I know a lot of people go downtown to the conference center or down to the temple grounds. No, you should do that. You really should. If you can talk your kid into doing it, maybe you go like a priesthood session in the spring or something like that. Yeah. You say, hey, we're going to go get uh, Monkey Wrench, which is vegan ice cream for mm-hmm. people who don't know. Yep. Hey, we're going to go get a big old quart of uh, Monkey Wrench ice cream afterwards if you'll come to this thing with me. Just bribe him. There's nothing I, wrong with that. I, and and did you were your parents big on the Saturday session as well? Or was it, or your was your dad just like hey, it's the Sunday's the one? This the Saturday's kind of optional. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, go yeah. Over yeah. Later. Pretty much, pretty much. My dad would always, always, always he'd have the most beat up old uh like FM radio out in the uh out in the front yard and he'd spend the day like uh, weeding or you know what I'm saying? And they yeah. just have the radio on yep. there with him. He just whatever what oh, the task man. was, just loud and proud. <laughs> conference while he was working in the yard raking leaves i either get in my head either byu football or conference yeah when i'm out raking yes. leaves because that's what was on yes. when i was raking leaves as yes. a kid did you like raking leaves as a kid i don't remember but i actually i don't mind it i don't mind yard work yeah anymore i just hate weeding i can do anything for hours except for weeding i don't mind and weeding at, and at that point with weeding i'm just like i'm gonna do from this point to this point, and that's what I'm weeding today, and I'm not doing a little bit more, right. not even a teeny <laughs> bit more. Um, well, you know, with, with Saturday conference, so we we have a uh, this Saturday we have a high school mountain bike practice. Mm-hmm. We're going to a venue that we're going to race at next week. So we, um, so I was asking, I I practice Tuesday night with our our varsity boys and our one varsity girl. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> hey, that's cool. It is. Oh yeah, she and she is the best. And so I, you know, I'm kind of asking kids as we're riding up the mountain, you know, hey, you coming to uh, Saturday's practice? We're gonna go pre-ride the course, you know, they'll be good. And they're like, yeah. And and I I get to her and I ask her and she's like, no, it's conference, so I'm go, gotta go watch conference. And I'm yeah, like, it's, uh, it's, it's a Saturday. Saturday conference. It's optional, don't yeah. you know? <laughs> DVR it. <laughs> and then there's the other side of it, which and 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 to me, just a ton of val- uh, validity to it. They're like. 
you know, I'm going to watch conference because I believe these are the spokespeople for God. So I'm not going to put this off. Yeah. Right. Like when people come at me legitimately with that argument, I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I should probably do better. I, well, I felt like a terrible leader because although I'm a, I'm a, a, a athletic coach, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> athletic <laughs> coach uh, you know, I, I feel also as a, a uh, fellow member of the church, some kind of example, you know, sure, co- sure. aren't you coming to the practice Saturday? Sure. No, I have a church. Th- oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. All right, loser. Uh, a couple things worth noting. I was talking to a friend that I work with, and she started listening to the Cultural Hall, and she said, hey, so uh, I was listening to this episode that you did with Bishop Kyle, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, that is not, it is Brother Kyle. Yeah. Bishop uh, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Maybe in the millennium. You're looking in the yeah, future. Yeah. He served a mission, maybe. Uh, <laughs> as he bows his head. <laughs> uh, but she said, hey, so uh, at the beginning, do you guys just talk for a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, so the articles of news. Yeah. And for anyone that's new, yeah, for this first little bit, we talk about what's going on with our lives. People that have been around uh, with the cultural hall a long time. Some like this better than the other stuff that we do. So... Um, we talk about kind of what's going on, then we take a break. Typically, we'll read an email if we've got one, contact at theculturalhall.com, and then we come back and do articles of news that uh, is typically, if we're doing it right, uh, news articles about the church from the last week. So, um, What do you mean if we're do- doing it right? Isn't that what we do? Well, Isn't some, that articles yeah, of but news? So, but sometimes we do it. Sometimes it's like <laughs> we haven't done an articles of news for five weeks, and so we're uh, you know amassing this huge yeah. amount of news, and sometimes we get stuck on two articles and you know that kind of stuff. But uh, is, is there anything else new for you? No. Okay. I'll mention Definitely. this. Uh, Twitter, if you're not following at the Cultural Hall, don't forget we live tweet General Conference. I believe the hashtag all weekend long is hashtag General Conference. And uh, a special thing, Sunday afternoon session, Kirby Hayborn of uh, the best two years and uh, Saints and Soldiers and all the other, you know, church films. And he's on BYU TV as well. He'll be live tweeting the afternoon session. Oh, yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, I asked him as a favor, as a personal favor, and he's sort of anxious. He's a very funny guy, but he's like, well, I don't want to be too funny and be irreverent because people will, you know, people will say that you're being irreverent and come out, you know. So he's he's worked himself up into a lather. I hope you let him know to to keep the reins off. He's free to run. Oh, yeah. No, I told him. Good. Uh, And then secondarily, uh, I'm less than a week away from being married. Oh, my gosh. The second time, of course. First time doesn't count. Yeah, we okay. could just erase that board clean. I'm uh, getting married for the first time uh, in less than a week. Pretty excited. Uh, I uh, I found out that uh, all my family's coming, so that's nice. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, they, I, Were they not? Uh, well, it was questionable, I guess. Not because of a, a like a strained relationship, but like I just hadn't heard back from everyone. So I sent a message <laughs> the other day and was like, Hey, so you know that this is happening this day, and you're coming, right? And they're like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." Sorry, oh. sorry, I meant to, I meant to send you a message. Yeah. Oh, I thought it's a, I thought it was a Saturday. It's Wednesday. I got yeah, spin yeah, yeah. class. Yeah, I can't yeah. make it. Yeah, I got, I got to get yeah. my reps in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was interesting. The other thing that I think is sort of funny uh, that I'll share with you about that is, um, every so at the first go round, uh, we, my brother was the only one who did a toast. He was my best man, my youngest brother. And he just cried like a baby, right? So, uh, Because he, he 
kind of uh, saw what was coming. No, no, yeah. He's like, you don't know your future. <laughs> On the night that I go back, please take whatever precautions. Back to, to back to the future. Thank you. Um, so, uh, so he just cried, right? He and I were super close at the time. I had been living with him. We cried. He cried. Blah 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 blah. So, uh, it was very sweet though what he said. And so I thought coming away from that, I'm like, huh. If I ever get married again, yeah, that's right. Well, I was still married the first time. I was like, if I get married again, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have every one of my family give me a toast. So at, really? at the reception next week, because my family is notorious for being like the jokesters, the not serious, and the kind of jerky pokers. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've invited each of them to give a toast at the wedding. Excellent. So I'm excited to have and documented uh, with oh, a going to point to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, documented, sweet, kind words that my that my family gives me. Do you say that uh, facetiously? Sweet, no, kind words, or, no, you, or I, I did think, you tell I, them they better be nice? Uh, well, I gave them a couple guidelines. As in, here are some things that you're not allowed to joke around about. Oh, uh, just because. <laughs> Again, my family uh, prone to to go after, you know. So it's not going to be a roast. Yeah, no. I mean, it will be a little, but there are some things that are off limits. So I'm excited to to, to maybe even, depending on how they go, share that here. Because my family oh, could be pretty funny. Um, and also terribly mean. The other thing I was going to say uh, is if people are Patreon subscribers to this, we're doing something new today. We're, we oh, always... And thank you, by the way, because you because of you, the website is up and running. Yes. Yes. A huge <laughs> Literally. Thanks. Yeah. We, I That's co- the reason. I could not have afforded it without the Patreon subscribers. So a huge thanks to you. To you folks. And we had a lot of people, you know, we'd been talking about that you have to come in. If you're going to do the dollar, you have to already do it. That's closed. And so, um, yeah, a lot of people came in at the dollar at the dollar a month rate. So thank you to all of you folks. But if you are a Patreon subscriber, that makes you to be able to be part of the um, sacred, not secret Facebook group for the Cultural Hall, uh, where we live stream video the first part of these articles of news. Like right now. Yeah. Like it's you can't going see on it, scene. but it's yeah. live streaming right yeah. now. I mean, some people can see it. Some people might be able to see it. Oh, yeah. Um, but we've allowed the Patreon group to ask three questions of Brother Kyle and I, uh, and that we'll answer. And we're not going to share that stuff here in the cultural hall. Now, we may reference it if they're really good. You may get a tidbit of it, but if you want to make sure you're not missing out on all the things that the Cultural Hall has to offer, check it out, patreon.com slash thecultural When we come back, I'm going to share with you an email that was a uh, review that was also uh, not a review at all, but was just a question, or is it them taking us to task? Hmm. I'll share that with you, and we'll do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. 
When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. I want to take a quick second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah, now in its second year. Last year, I went to Washington, to Roche Harbor, and did a gorgeous wedding. This year, I'm slated to go to Moab to go to Denver to do weddings. And guys, it couldn't be going any better. Thanks in large part to folks like yourself, people who are listening to this and say, you know what, I need a wedding or a mobile DJ for something, and then reach out to me. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. You can find me on all the social medias at Richie T. Stedman, or you can certainly just send me an email, Richie, R-I-C-H-I-E-T as in tough guy, Stedman, S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. I would love to see what I could do to make you your event that much better. Whether it's a party or the biggest day of your life, you need the best DJ in Utah. And like I said, it doesn't have to be in Utah. It can just be the best DJ in Utah. I don't know. Now we start to get into like the technical things. It's bestdjinutah.com. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. Time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we yeah. go. People should know that's Peter Breinholt. And we always say hit it, Peter, but we never give it reference to Peter Breinholt. Who's Peter Breinholt? Episodes? Who's Brother Breinholt? Uh, he, who's Brother Breinholt? <laughs> yeah. He's a bishop. I know who he is. Uh, he's a guitar player. He's a uh, musician. He is uh, one of the early episodes... Uh, we put him on the spot with his guitar and said, hey, monkey, play. <laughs> and he was like, you can't lose articles of news. And we were like, cool. He's like, do you want me to record it again? We're like, nope, that'll do. And we've had it for what? How yeah. many years? Years since the since he recorded it. So, uh, 10 years? 10 years almost, maybe? Yeah. Could be. Right around 10 years. Uh, I got this review, this from iTunes or Apple, whatever, that thing. You know, the yeah. Apple, know the Apple arm Apple. of podcasts. Uh, this was great because she writes, uh, you know how you can do like the small like heading for your uh, review and then you do uh-huh. the big review. Uh, how do I email you? That's the that's the first one. It's contact at the cultural hall dot com. If you ever want to get in touch with us, that's 
how you can do it. You can also find us on any of the social medias at the Cultural Hall and be able to go at it that way. Uh, this is DB Shell, so I'm guessing Debbie. Debbie Shell? Okay. I don't know. Says, I almost jumped out of my seat in my car when you started talking about the online training that the church has put out. So this being the mandatory training for the, the people yeah, who work with kids. That you were about to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I am in our primary presidency and all the members that work with children or youth must take the online child safety training. As I appreciate the church making an effort to help our children stay safer, this is not really a great help. First, many of our primary workers have not taken the 15-minute online training and the deadline is this Sunday. Okay, so it's a 30-minute thing, but I digress. Uh, the deadline is this Sunday, and the word is they won't be able to work with the youth if they have not done this training, which is smart, okay. I think, right? Like, hey, we have a mandatory requirement. Get to it. You can't find 30 minutes between, you know, Sunday to Sunday. You're doing priorities wrong, right? Yeah, I'll judge you that much. If you can't find 30 minutes for something important, make a little more time. Live a little bit differently. So let me go on. Uh, let's see. So here are a couple of examples of those who have not done the training. One wonderful, caring lady, lovely lady, sorry, is not able to sign on to LDS.org to even take the training. I even went to her house to help her unsuccessfully exclamation point. Uh-oh. She hadn't been on for a long time. We tried, uh, we tried. She had forgotten her user ID, and when we put her new email to receive the user ID, user ID, nope, can't do that. Then we tried to sign her in as a new person because she's forgotten her user ID and her password. Nope. After she put in her church member number to do her training, she replied in text that she had, uh, let's see, nope, nope, you are already on LDS.org. So we hope to meet with the ward clerk to get help for Sunday. Another lady who I called to remind her to do the training, she replied in text that she had already done it. And she sent me the email saying that she successfully finished it. Well, no, evidently there was a glitch in the system and many who first took it didn't get counted as taking it. So now she has to do it again. Oh my gosh. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. How can this training make us all so agitated? Maybe have a Wednesday night for those who need help getting online? I don't know. Anyway, I had to I had to vent after hearing you all say that people don't want to do these training things. You are so right. Thank you. Uh, and again, more, more exclamation points. Keep up the great podcast. It's a show available in podcast form. Congratulations on your upcoming wedding. I think she's talking to you there, oh. Brother Kyle. What? If no. we have to count this <laughs> if we have to count this as a review, uh, fine, count this as a review. You are awesome. I know it should be an email. I couldn't find your email address, but I bet I'll find it after I send this. Yours truly. Debushel fifty one. So How many stars did she give us? Five. Okay. I'll take it. Then that's a review. Yeah, give she us, us a five re- stars. That's yeah. a review. And we have two hundred and three reviews. Do we? Yeah. 106 that people have actually written a thing for us, but 203 reviews, uh, and uh, and it's actually pretty good. 103 people have taken the time to say, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna, I'll am write a little bit about that. I'm going to see if I can pull this up quick. Uh, the most critical reviews of the show. You ready for this? I think these are oh, funny. Good, yeah. Uh, this one is from Losolina Sanchez. This is from June of this year. The comment is, the speed is too fast. That's it. Yeah. 
So I don't know if we talk okay. too fast. How many stars? One star. What? Oh, because uh, the speed is too fast. Yeah. Because. Sorry, Isolino Sanchez. Will. Uh, the second one uh, is from Whoa. August 28th of 2012. It says, <laughs> I, I feel at one time this was a good podcast. I no longer listen. I personally would like the old host to start her own podcast. I feel this podcast stinks. Move along. That was back when Lauren and I started it. Okay, I was going to say, then, I forgot uh, who the first. Yeah, and then she left. So it, this was undoubtedly a friend of hers uh, who left this. Uh, this is <laughs> this is from September 2016. So those are our only one-star reviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh our, our two-star, I don't know why we're going down this rabbit hole, but it's funny. We have a two-star. This is from Zerb123. This podcast used to be good. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, this from September 23rd of 2011. This is a two-star review. I hate low-volume podcasts. Please turn up your microphones. I like that most of these things are technically based, not necessarily right. content based. And they're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, correct. Yeah. Low volume <laughs> podcasts suck. I try I try and make that pretty good. Here we go. Here's some meat. Are you ready for this? Okay. This is three stars from January 2013. And uh, this will be the last one because the rest beyond this are all four stars and above. I haven't completely decided if I'm going to continue listening to this podcast or not. The premise is very fun. I really like the idea of discussing Mormon culture, and it's okay. She said Mormon, or he said Mormon, because back then we were Mormon. Uh, Of discussing Mormon culture and society. But of the several shows I've listened to so far, this seems to be a means of justifying not living the gospel completely, mingled with sarcasm. And I love that they put mingled with sarcasm. (laughs) Could there be a more church-related critique of something? The ideas of men mingled with sarcasm. <laughs> Justification seems to be made which discourages full commitment to gospel standards or morality and covenants made. I give more credence to the words of our leaders, scriptures, and publications which give proper guidance such as for the strength of youth pamphlet than I do to guest speakers who have a more complex or altered view of living the gospel. I'll listen to a few more. But if I feel like it's causing me to feel uncomfortable in viewing God's unchanging standards, then I'm going to abandon this podcast and look for more wholesome listening entertainment. So there you have it. When was that review? That was January 29th of 2013, right about the time you came on. (laughs) You know what? I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, Wherever you get... uh, podcasts make sure you give us a review in fact i think that i'm going to insist now and hopefully since you do a lot of articles of news with me you'll help me remember anytime that there's a review i'll read it here on the show so if you want to be funny within those reviews as well feel free to do it it's uh wherever you get your podcast you can find us so let's do it you got some news yeah i got some news i'll let you head it up i've got just only a couple articles for today sure i'll start up so uh before it's auctioned to the highest bidder, a one-of-a-kind Book of Mormon carried to the moon in 1972, when I was alive, Yeah, uh, we'll make a two-day landing in Utah. A Get two-day it? landing because it's landing. on the moon. Yeah. So how did, how did this Book of Mormon, I saw the headline, how did it get to the moon? Uh, I mean, obviously on a spaceship, so don't tell me that. Who brought it? Yeah. Uh, uh, was it Lance Armstrong? Let me find it. 
Somebody Armstrong. Uh, yeah. It, uh, Not Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong is the biker. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Neil Armstrong, uh, is that who you meant? Uh, that's who I meant, but I don't think that was it. Let's no. see. Before Apollo 16 made its lunar journey, Ed Thomas, that's at the asked that the Apollo 16 commander the planned to take a Bible on the trip, thought that it would be a good idea, and Thomas promised to provide him with a Book of Mormon. It was a Thomas promise? Yeah. Okay. Thomas's wife, Ruth, who, unlike her husband, was a Latter-day Saint, uh, was hesitant to send the family heirloom Bible, fearing it may na- it may not return if tragedy struck. Oh, geez. That's awfully dark. That And so what? Send your book. Of, hey, you got a chance to send your Book of Mormon into space? You do it. Yeah. If it blows up. Yeah, all the better. Right. Who knows? Maybe there's some <laughs> aliens that would want. Yeah. <laughs> what is this book? This book that has no cover. I was drawn to its pages. Who is this Nephi and this Lehi? Do you know what I'm quoting? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marvelous work in a wonder. Yeah. I am Vincenzo (laughs) Di Francesca. Uh, The space alien. Uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, You can see it's called Faith in Space. Space. It really is. Uh, It's a free display of the Book of Mormon. Uh, that flew on the Apollo 16, Thursday, October 3rd. Oh, that's right now! Uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, crap, we, we missed, missed it today. It. The Joseph Smith Memorial Building. And Friday, October 4th. Oh, we've got time. Uh, yep, uh, at the uh, Ashworth's Rare Books in Provo Town Square. So they're going to auction it off just to anyone who, any idea, did you did you say, and I didn't catch it, how much I think it might be worth? The estimated worth is $150,000. Oh, my gosh. So That's kind of cool, though. Worth like cutting a hole in the ceiling down at that bookstore, you lowering <laughs> me on a rope, me dressed in black, and grabbing that book. Only if you promise to run like Tom Cruise. <laughs> if you can run like him, I'll do, I'm on board with everything else you just said. About the same height. It'd probably look the same. Yeah. So, yeah, 150 grand. It's, a, it's white. The Book of Mormon is white. Interesting. Yeah. The white, old white cover ones. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got this story, and this isn't... Um, this isn't a uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints story, but I feel it worth um, sharing. As I was driving to work this morning at the uh, very early hour of... And I was listening to uh, a national news feed. Have you followed this? Uh, I think the last name is Geiger uh, down in Texas. So it's a... It, as I understand it, it's a police officer who was not paying attention to where... Uh, she was going as far as her apartment goes, yeah. right? Yep. Pulls into the apartment complex, parks the car, and I guess it's multi-level, goes to what uh, she thinks is her apartment. But goes to the wrong but floor. But goes to the wrong floor. Uh, you know, probably lots of indicators that, um, you know, that it was not her apartment, but um, nonetheless goes in the apartment. And people are like, well, how was she able to get in? I guess the door was unlocked, and she was able to push her her way past a you know a broken like one of those guards that you're that you're um what deadbolt has whatever that part doesn't matter anyway so she goes in and then she sees this guy a large black gentleman and she's like why is there a large black gentleman in my house and she shoots him and she kills him and uh she's been on trial and they were there was a thought that maybe it would be murder there was a thought that maybe it would be manslaughter and then there was a thought that maybe she would just be completely acquitted well, there is uh, within that um, court time. So she got sentenced uh, or she got convicted of murder. But in the time uh, after the conviction of murder, before she was sentenced to 10 years, there is a time um, 
that uh, different people can kind of vouch for the character of the people. And uh, you can hear online, you can find this. And I was just struck by it for whatever reason. As I heard it, uh, I was like, I want to share this on Articles of News. So indulge me. It's the brother of the guy who was shot. He's 18 or 19 years old. He's in the courtroom and he's he's talking to this woman. She's there and he's able to look at her. And uh, he is talking about how uh, he doesn't hold a grudge to her. He's talking about how he forgives her. He's talking about, um, you know, that that he hopes that she will um, ask God for forgiveness for what she's done, that she will turn her life over to Christ. And as part of this courtroom proceeding, you know, this goes on for a minute or so. And then he says, would it be all right? I know that this is probably not protocol. He doesn't use this word, this verbiage, obviously. But he says, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if it's appropriate, but can I give you a hug to this woman wow. who who shot yeah. his brother? And uh, and 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 so the judge says, yeah, you bet. So she's able to go, or so he's able to go and hug this woman who had killed her brother, and you hear her sob. And the judge in this particular case joins the hug as well. Wow. It's such a such a unique um, experience. I think about, you know, if my if my brother or anyone in my family had been killed by someone that I probably wouldn't be that forgiving or accepting or big of a person to be able to do that. But also it was interesting to me as I heard this guy speak about, you know, like turning your life to Christ. And I thought, do we shy away from saying stuff like that as members of the church? Do we, you know, do we, like when we hear that, cause on, on the one hand, like I heard it and I was like, Oh, I'm sort of, I'm sort of cringing a little bit. Right. And, and I was like, but wait a minute. No, I believe in Christ. I believe in the power of the atonement and all these things. But like there's some there's some sort of nuanced, weird mm-hmm. thing that like if you're like, hey, brother Kyle, have you turned your life to Christ today? Like, I think that you would meet me in that. But you'd also be like, this is a little weird. But then I think you'd take it that next step and be like, no, this is OK that he asked me that. But yeah. there's that that middle part where it's like, is am I am I being extreme? Is this the, y- usually you know? when we hear that it's from somebody very bold that's usually uh maybe kind of mentally deranged standing yeah. on the corner with the sign you well, know well you can hear it sometimes from that but that's what i'm saying is yeah that's why you, I, you associate it with something right big and grand and off base but uh, but but our belief in following christ is that you know we're turning our life to christ yeah and following his example but do we feel a little uncomfortable when we say it that way yeah yes yeah it was weird but such a uh, the audio from it. I haven't actually even seen the video uh, up to this point. It was just described to me. But the audio from it alone, moving. So that's that's my first article, and it has nothing to do with the church. But but I felt very distinctly that I should share that as far as this episode goes. Yeah, really good. Um, what else you got, pal? Well, well let's take another turn uh, from farming Farmington, Utah. A man who says he was abused by his den leader. While a Cub Scout in the 1990s has sued his former scout leader, the Boy Scouts of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Uh, though the statute of limitations is timed out, attorneys for the man now in his 30s wants a second district judge in Farmington to 
make an exception and to hear the civil suit filed Monday against 72-year-old Thomas Thackeray and others. Uh, It was in the last few years when our client essentially came to the realization that a lot of issues he's got was because of this abuse, said uh, attorney Craig Vernon. This is not repressed memory. He knew that he was abused, Vernon added, though for several years his client didn't connect the dots. Mm. Um, So, and we get these stories. Yes. It's it's discouraging. Sure. Uh, And we talked about actually this last week. Yeah. Something similar. Again, to watch that... It's a rare case, but you still you watch your kids. Yeah, you you be careful for your kids, and uh, you put them in safe situations, and and uh, you know, I think that the scouts have done a better job about you know being two people deep. You you'll hear that expression being too deep. You have two people all the time, two adult leaders. Anytime kids are around, I know in. Um, why, I want to say kindergarten, but that's not what it's called. Primary. I was like, what is that called? In primary, you know, whenever you have a teacher, you have to have yeah. another teacher. There's not ever going to be that opportunity, but, you know. And I remember when that changed. Yeah. And I've taught with one teacher. I've taught as as a pair. Um, and, yeah, and it mentioned in here that the, the abuse, how many years it went on, and that it was every time that he was with just the one leader. Yeah. Ugh. Gross, gross, gross. Yeah. I won't do the details. That's bad enough the uh, big story from this week is that women can serve as witnesses for baptisms temple ceilings and uh and and the like uh and that came out what is now yesterday i'll share this the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints president uh made a historic and some people are taking issue with the term historic why does everything have to be historic like well, okay, well it'll be remembered for a long time. I'm, can't we be helpful for the, or grateful for the changes, uh, allowing women, youth, and children to serve as witnesses of sealing and baptismal ordinances that are performed in in and out of temples. So an interesting thing that I don't actually know that I wish I would have looked up before we started talking is, I don't think before that children at all, men or women, boy or girl, could be witnesses to like baptisms. Yeah, I don't, is that the case? Do you know? Yeah, because I because I knew I knew that as far as witnesses go, it had to be someone I think that was twelve or older, and it had to be a man to be a witness. But but uh, you know, it, it's interesting to me that now as children and what the ages of children may be. So let me read this a little bit further. Any baptized member of the church. So eight, essentially, may serve as a witness of the baptism of a living person. This change pertains to all baptisms outside of the temple. Number two, a proxy baptism for a deceased person may be witnessed by anyone holding a current temple recommend, including a limited use recommend. So that's, I think that's the kids as well, because you used to have, you used to have to have an adult witnessing the the proxy baptisms for the dead in the temple, right? Isn't mm-hmm. that what the older folks at the at the font would do? Yeah. There were witnesses, right? Uh, number three, any endowed member with a current temple recommend may serve as a witness to sealing ordinances, living and proxy. And then President Nelson goes on to say, I testify of the importance of the work that the Lord has entrusted 
to each of us. He has prepared us to serve at this time, and he will continue to help and sustain us as we seek to build up his kingdom on earth. The policy change, part of President Nelson's fast-paced ministry, comes on the heels of him traveling to Central and South America. He says, I want our members to know that the restoration is a continuing process and we have a lot to do before the Lord will come again. Um, I think my favorite tweet from yesterday uh, is a comment that you sort of made earlier before we were recording, which is, uh, yeah, wait, they couldn't do this before? Yeah. I, I just, I, and I don't want to be ungrateful, right? That's There's an, a certain air of that that's like, well, that's awfully ungrateful of you to think that, but... Uh, like there are some, there are some things, and we've talked about a few of them here in the cultural hall. There are a couple of things that uh, just need to be different. That for whatever reason they haven't changed, right? Like, um, uh, I and I'm not pushing for like a uh, a female bishop or anything like that. I think that that's a far bigger change, right? The women to the priesthood, but like a woman Sunday school president is not that far fetched. Um, having mm-hmm. counselors that are both men and women in an organization, I don't feel like is too uh, is too far to go. A, f- a, a female ward mission leader, I don't think that that's, you know, I don't I don't think that that's too much. Yeah, and I think that those are things that when you know when they get changed and we look back, we go, wait a minute, it wasn't always like this. You couldn't always have women or men serving in those positions. I just think that. I think that uh, as we look forward to the future and trying to do things better and different for the people that we serve, I would hope that we start to get to the point where we go, who is the best person for this position and have them do it, whether they're a man or a woman or it's a man and a woman. And I get that there have to be some precautions made, you know, if you have women and men serving together. But I also feel like at some point, aren't we all adults that can make good decisions and figure out a way to navigate that that won't cause problems? Because men and women work together in workplaces and it's not all about affairs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's my soapbox. Way to go, witnesses. (laughs) So that starts uh, now? Uh, Yeah, I think immediately, as I understand it. We're not waiting for that to pass uh, this Saturday or Sunday? No, I don't think. I don't think so. That's pretty rad, though. And and I love that. I mean, the other side of that is I love that uh, eight-year-old kids now be able to witness (coughs) baptisms, right? That's cool. Hey, you're having a baptism? Who do you want? Oh, I want Johnny from, you know, my class. Cool. It's awesome. As opposed to, did you want Grandpa to be a witness? Not that Grandpa shouldn't be a witness or couldn't be a witness, but... Like let's let's uh, share the love. Mix it up. What hey, other stories do you have? Hey, if you are going to a general conference, the UTA would like you to know that they are running extra track services. That's the Utah Transit Association. Oh, Utah yes. Transit Authority. Authority. Uh, they'll be running extra track services for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints 189th semi annual general conference on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, please note the front runner does not run on Sundays. Oh, it's just tracks. And then it tells you how you can buy a, a four-people pass for $15. You can do that uh, beginning at 8.30 a.m., but then that leaves you with a bit of a dilemma on Sunday because you can't buy stuff on Sunday. <laughs> so how are you going to get on the train? How are you? And I don't know. How are That's, you? I don't ride the train or the bus because I'm not a homeless person. God, get, shut up. <laughs> That's awful. Have you ever I, really relied on public transit? 
at one point in my life, I had to, yeah. yeah. And did you really feel like that was the case? It was terrible. It, oh, come on. Yeah. Was it here in Utah? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that's a little bit harder. But if you've ever lived in a metropolitan city where they do it the right way, yeah, it's pretty great. Well, here in Utah, also, we've had many issues with them uh, trying to murder myself and some of my friends. Yes. <laughs> so I hold a bit of a grudge. I wish, all that, right? I I, wish that was a joke. I, I, yeah, no, yeah. it's true. No, it's absolutely we, true. In fact, uh, Sister Janae and I did the story on it on me. Yeah. <laughs> One time a few years ago. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's pretty gnarly. But if you've ever lived like New York City, yeah, yeah. Chicago. Where you really can't feasibly own a car yeah if you or live if in you that. do it's like a bajillion dollars to park it anywhere right taking public transit in those cases so great yeah literally get you wherever you need to go so quickly yeah so easily uh i'm trying to think of um what other article that i had there is this article this from the salt lake tribune um, the nineties hip hop set the mood, the giant poster of graffiti provided the backdrop and the neon and smiley face adorned slap bracelets ensured you knew which decade you just entered the ice cream, assorted toppings and water bottles also let you know that this was not some typical 20 something party. Welcome to little Provo. Have you heard about this brother Kyle? I did. Yes. Officially, this area of Northern Virginia is called Crystal City, though for some it's unofficially dubbed Little Provo, a moniker that sticks because of the number of young members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who congregate in this community that's just outside of Washington, D.C. Provo, Utah, it is not. Latter-day Saints are a minority here, but there are hundreds of younger church members who enjoy living in an area where they can run into friends, hang out with like-minded folks, and perhaps find an eternal partner. Quote, It's always great knowing that there are people around that you can rely on, says Misa Morial, a New York native whose birthday party featured her favorite decade. It's nice to be reminded that there are other people here that are, you know, friendly and have the same beliefs. And so it was on that recent Thursday in mid-September when Morial's friends invited folks over to their house, dubbed the pool house for the backyard water element that the tenants confess they don't use enough to celebrate in advance of her 26th birthday. I just love that the place is called Little Provo. Yeah. Right outside of, I, I wish that I would have, and you didn't go to college, right? Yeah. You did? Uh-huh. Did you graduate with a degree? Nope. Oh, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't think so. <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, and here's the deal. That's no sort of knock, but there are people that like you just kind of think are like, you know, entrepreneurial or just are like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like the man is telling me that I need to go to college. And that's that's how you strike me as a guy who's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Well, I, I was going to school way. in a field that I got a job in. And uh -huh. then pretty, you know, at the time I'm 20 and pretty soon I'm like, I'm working full time at this. Why would I go to school? I'm right. already doing it. Right. That's 100% what I would expect your yeah. response to be to something like that. Uh, but I always wish that I would have taken a semester when I was in college and gone abroad somewhere. Like a little Provo, yeah. gone to New York to a something, gone to a study abroad in Europe, any of those yeah. things. And I never did. I wanted to, but it's a money thing. Yeah. Well, your parents had like, what, 30 kids? Yeah. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Well, I was out of the home when I was 18 and a half. Yeah. 
So when I was in college, I was not living at home or yeah. communicating with my family, really. Yeah, because they locked the doors, right? Yeah. Yep, correct. Don't let it hit you, <laughs> they said, as they threw your stuff on the, the grass. <laughs> you punk, you punk kid. I just don't know what to do with Brother Kyle, said Mom. That was my best mom impression <laughs> of yours. Uh, and then just st- stuck to fend to your, for your own. Yeah. You did okay. You did what? all right. You've done all right. What? What do you I've think? I've done better than... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's been I fine. mean, sure, I lived in... I lived in a storage unit for a while. Sure. I was homeless for five out of the last 10 years. Yes, but that has nothing to do. Nothing. You're in a good place now. I was always employed. Yeah, I was at a job. Uh, When's your birthday? March 26th. And is this next one the big one? It will be the big one. Yeah. And I'm going to have a party. Are you? By the way. Do you want to join your party with my party? Because I hit a big one next year too. Do you? Yeah, a decade earlier than your big one. Yeah. Think about it. I'm thinking about having a big dance party. We could have your new wave music and get a bunch of people. Well, when's your birthday, though? June. But I'll have it whenever you want. I'm not going to have a party in June. No one wants to go to a dance party in June. Yeah. Weather breaks, forget it. Hmm. They want to be in a VFW. That's where I want to have it. You ever been to a VFW I have, yes. I've And I've been thinking about this for a while, where to have it, what can I do, how much yeah. money do I have to spend? Yeah. Not very much. Yeah. Could I afford Richie? Yeah. <laughs> Tr- I really have thought this. We should do... So a VFW... This will be it for articles of news. Uh, a VFW is the Veterans of Foreign Wars. And what you can do is they're, they're spotted all over the states, right? Every state has a bunch of them. Uh, I recently DJed a gig at one. And they're just like these halls, like a banquet hall, essentially. Uh, they have liquor licenses. So you can have alcohol for your friends oh, who drink. They? Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They have alcohol and disappointment in every single one of them. Like you could uh-huh. smell both of those things quite a bit. But you go in. And They're old kind of cinder block buildings. Yeah. And you can pay. Like you, you either have to be a veteran. Or My you father ha- is. Or you have to know a veteran who can kind of get you in to be able to make the reservation. Yeah. But like you could rent the whole building for 200 bucks for the night that's still out of my (laughs) the cultural hall is more in my price range (laughs) so we so thinking about getting that uh vfw and then just doing uh doing a big dance just embracing that it's a big cinder block building that was built (laughs) in the 60s and just have everybody come have a great time we should do that i I thought it was more like when you said that i thought it was more like uh 25 dollars it might Honestly. it might be that cheap actually. I know it's not more than that, but maybe it's fifty dollars a night. I don't know. I mean that I do. It's super cheap. It's ridiculous cheap, and it's and and it's uh, it's unique. So we should really look into it. Okay. Maybe we'll have a big gathering for the cultural hall as part of it. Like you can come. You have to bring yeah. a gift. You have to bring a gift for Kyle or I or both. I hadn't thought of that about making a gift the entry fee. Yes, just a gift. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you spend on it. Yep. Just a gift to get in. Yeah. All right. We hope this episode has nourished and strengthened your body <laughs> wow. somehow. Wow. We, we got hope, to some news. We did. Yeah. We hope if you're sick or afflicted, uh, please get Will and Listen next week. Uh, and then when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home safety. In safety, in the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row.